Well, you got my sable coffee pussy all wet, so I was hoping you were going to finish me off. Recorded live, simply to reduce the amount of time spent in post-production, the new Indispensable Show with Sable and Dave. Let's take a deep dive into the shallow end of American culture. And finish you off, I did, yeah, Mr. Dave did. Smith. This is possibly the best cup of coffee I've ever had at your house, and your coffee is always stellar. And this one is just, oh my god. Yeah, our uh, our pod schedule has been off a little bit because of the wonderful holiday of Thanksgiving and another wonderful holiday of Hanukkah. So we didn't do our normal Thursday night recordings. And so here we are on a Saturday in the middle of the day, and I didn't make cocktails for us. I made French press coffee. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I have my Bodhi leaf beans. So this is a, um Ecuador and... Guatemala mixture, mm-hmm. and I, I put it in a French press, oh. and that's it. That's all I did. So good. F- four minutes in the French press, a little bit of heavy cream, and uh, you guys on the pod, Dave's just been extolling the coffee for the last 20 minutes while we got all set up. Yeah, it's great. It's got some sort of a, maybe a cinnamony undertone, but just very toasty cinnamony or something, a very slight hint. Great. Yeah, French, French press brings out some of the richer flavors because of the way it steeps that's different than a pour over which normally mm. if i make you a cup of coffee yeah. i'll do a pour over cuz it's pretty fast and that yeah. that's a that's a type of extraction that's one of my preferred methods actually i, I usually make a pour over every day mm-hmm. but then i'll make the pour over as my second my favorite extraction is to go straight espresso but we didn't need that much coffee today so i just made a yeah. french press the french press makes about 3 cups it's beautiful i'm going to get one 750 grams specifically. Okay. <laughs> that's the trick. So well, you know the math. You got the math down too. So the ratios are right. And that's what's yeah. Well, so there's a there's tons of information that's all bad and a little bit of information that's totally accurate out on the pods. But your coffee is about ratio. Mm-hmm. And depending on the beans, it's either going to be a 15 to 1 or a 17 to 1 ratio. <laughs> oh boy. 15 to 1 is easy math. Yeah. 50 grams of coffee. 750 grams of water, done. Hmm. That's a French press. That's one French press pot. See, I used to eyeball it, and it never came out this good. So but It doesn't come out no. regular. Right. So you, you get a coffee scale for 12 bucks on Amazon. You put the 50 grams of, of beans on the little shelf. You grind those up. You throw them in the French press. You put the French press on the scale, and then you pour 750 grams of water. You let it wait for four minutes. You press it. Perfect every single time. I may have to uh, clip this part, and then uh, I will do this because, man, if I can make it like this every morning. Yep, you can. I'll make you a Post-it note. Now, for Mm -hmm. the pour-over, I might as well finish that conversation off. For the pour-over, my coffee cup holds about 300 grams of coffee. Hmm. And since I use the easy math, I put 20 grams of ground coffee in the cone filter, and then I pour 300 grams of water over the top. Done. Perfect Mm -hmm. coffee every day. Mm. Ah, <laughs> so sorry. Mm-hmm. Good thing Jesse Dallimore doesn't listen anymore because he'd be pulling his fucking hair out right now. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> my name is Sable Cantus. I, I might as well switch my title over to uh, coffee barista and uh, cocktail bartender. Oh, yeah, based on what you said You're earlier. So good at those. <laughs> yep. Is that, is that your new your new intro? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I like it. I'm Dave Smith, the screenwriter and. Uh, uh, Unlicensed philosopher, and my uh, pronouns uh, are uh, His Majesty or His Highness. I love that. I thought about um, adding, I was following this guitar player, this new uh, Hanukkah album that came out, and part of his description was scholar and teacher, and I thought, yeah, I should put that in, but it feels pretentious. (laughs) So you know what? I'm just, yes, it's true. I teach college. I have multiple degrees. That doesn't mean I'm pretentious. I'm just a guy that plays guitar and does some podcasting. It's fine. I put my pants on one leg at a time, just like everybody Don't else. treat them any differently, folks. <laughs> That's right, Your Majesty. Thank you very much. Now, I Thank do, you for using my proper pronoun. I do get my steak different than everybody else. Mm, okay. And I haven't continue. told you about this yet, because yeah, I haven't continue. seen you since we did our, uh, our other recording before Thanksgiving for mm-hmm. the Thanksgiving show. Which turned out to be actually that, that was good timing for us. I'm glad we did that. Yeah. 
So after Thanksgiving, which was very uh, um, drama-free, played a bunch of board games. It was great. I jumped in the car with my buddy, who you know, mm-hmm. and we drove to Utah. <laughs> we just Interesting. got in the car Friday morning and drove to Utah. Stayed the night. Um, this is on purpose, right? On purpose, on purpose. He had to get a different hotel room. Uh, he's a pretty big snorer, so a little expense added. We got two separate hotel rooms. I made sure he was on a separate floor than I was, so I couldn't <laughs> hear his snoring. And then Saturday morning, right around 8.30, we were at the butcher picking up our beef that oh. we bought. Oh. Yeah, so a friend of mine, the sister-in-law or the friend's sister, had cattle and had some available. So I oh. I uh, drove out. I split it with my buddy, and we picked up a little extra for another guy, and uh, loaded up the truck. It was <laughs> a very interesting trip. It was a holiday weekend, worst weekend to do a long road trip. If mm. you can avoid oh. it, do not drive mm. a ten hour drive on Thanksgiving weekend. <sighs> Turns into a twelve hour plus. But we pick up all the meat, and we put a freezer in the back of the truck, and we brought some coolers, which was. We, uh, I borrowed some Yetis from another guy who's heavily invested in the Yeti coolers. And we picked up 15 boxes of organic grass-fed cow, mm-hmm. like 650 pounds or so. Each box was like 40, 40 pounds or so. And um, the boxes were 16 by 10 by 10. And the butcher starts bringing all the meat out, and I'm looking at the truck, and I'm looking at the freezer, I'm looking at the coolers, and I'm like, we don't have enough room. (laughs) (laughs) I knew we were going to have to improvise a little bit, but I didn't know how much (laughs) more meat there was than we planned for. Oh, wow. So this was funny. Well, fortunately, it was all frozen at negative 28 degrees from the butcher, and it was 30 degrees outside. So I knew we had a couple hours to play. We ended up driving down to Walmart. That was my idea in the first place. The Walmart was like five minutes away. And we found a giant plastic bin. One of those big like Tupperware containers that yeah. your child could curl up and sit in. Mm-hmm. I'm going to top off my coffee just a little bit here. Do it. Got one of those giant plastic bins. We dumped in a couple hundred pounds of meat. Wow. And then we threw dry ice on the top of the of all the meat put the lid on, I put a blanket over the top, and I wrapped my sleeping bag all the way around it. <laughs> I had brought a sleeping bag in case I needed to insulate that, and also in case we decided to sleep in the truck, because I knew it was going to be in the 20s, and I didn't want to freeze to death. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so Quite a journey. Then uh, we just sat in traffic for 12 hours and drove back home. Oh, God. <laughs> now... As we were driving up there, I noticed that the um, the truck started to pull a little bit to the right. I didn't get a chance to check the alignment right before the trip, which I tend it's to do. Pulling to the left, you know what I mean. <laughs> but it's a little annoying though; it'll cause some wear and tear on your wrist. Mm-hmm. So once we got the the meat taken care of, I said, "Let me just stop in the alignment center and get the alignment done." You know, it's eighty bucks, ninety bucks. You got to spend every now and then anyway, <laughs> and it'll make for a better drive. So. We called the, the place that was next door. They wouldn't take care of us first, even though they I said we had to get on the road. They said, no, no, you got to wait your turn. I called another place. They said, come right in and we'll take care of you. They recommended a coffee shop a block away, so we walked to the coffee shop. On the way back, the truck was done. I get up to pay. I'm pulling out my wallet, my credit card, and the 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 girl there, she's all happy and nice. She says, you know, you're, the alignment wasn't out very much. There's no charge today. Really? <laughs> and I said... You fixed my alignment and there's no charge? I love that. Are you I said, are you sure? Because I can pay. She said, no, it was just she said, look, look, it was just a little bit, a little adjustment. Don't worry about it. Wow. Did you give and, her a tip. And I said, okay, thank you. No, they wouldn't take huh. tips. They wouldn't take anything. There was like 12 young people, like teenage to mid-20s, all working in the shop. All the bays were full. They had cars and cars and cars and cars. They had two people working the front desk, and she wouldn't take my money. Wow. Well, that's nice. It was like, I, like, wh- I mean, like that. I knew that Utah what's, was awesome. What's the name of that place? Give uh, a shout out. <laughs> it's called Point S. Point S. And they are a tire center. So you can stop by in Utah and now get the, your line. The owner of Point tires. S just heard that and he fired everybody because uh, 
doesn't want them giving freebies. Heck so, no. Sorry about that. Now we're going to send all of the audience to Utah to go yeah. get their alignment done. Yeah, that's that's really cool. I like that. that I, happens. So all my experiences driving through Utah have always been with the local people and the small shops, and they're always super mm. nice. Now, there was another thing I want to mention in Utah. When we walked over to that coffee shop, I was like, oh, I don't know, man, telling my buddy, this uh, coffee shop has an American flag out front. <laughs> They support uh, America. They support police. They support firefighters. They had flags everywhere. People in Utah wear shirts that have uh, patriotic themes on them. So your car pulled to the right, so they knew. And we're (laughs) we're sitting there. We're like, oh, that's right. Outside of Los Angeles, not everybody hates America. Wow. And it was a. I had that moment. I was like, oh, these people here in Utah feel the way that I do. We're patriotic. Sure, we can fix things. We can be better. But we love living in the best country in the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And oh, we wouldn't yeah. change it. And that was a good feeling. And it was I had that feeling, and then I got the alignment. Wow. I just drove home happy. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. great. That's yeah. nice. Yeah, that's nice. Wow. That was my update. Cool. Yeah. Um, I didn't get any large quantities of beef or anything. I did eat some tri-tip last night, but it, was just, mm. it wasn't even very good. It was like a discounted one. I got at Vaughn's, and it was kind of a bad cut. So. Oh, man, you should have come to the to the dinner I told you about. They mm. had brisket. Mm-hmm. 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 When I went up to the line, because they had brisket and chicken and pasta and rice and veggies, I was like, just brisket, please. Okay. And he put a little scoop, and I said... And then he was going to grab chicken. I said, no, no, ju- just the brisket, please. <laughs> and he put a, a little bit more. I said, just put one more scoop of brisket on so I can go away. <laughs> mm-hmm. This might be a good time to just go right. We should start off with beef bunker since we're talking about beef. Um, oh, oh, you want to go yeah, right, to the, right to the beef bunker? Let's go right to the beef bunker today. Oh, I would like to go right to the beef bunker, too. If I could uh, switch my laptop over and find the theme song. And I'll tell people. you're new the beef bunker is where we go and we're going to talk about like carnivore diet type stuff or just low carb keto-esque type of stuff in general and i came across uh, this is a real quick story but i came across um an article let me pull it up here on my ipad uh dave's fantastic ipad i think i saw it on uh, on drudge actually which i kind of stopped looking at for a long time because their their stuff was so fake newsy like they literally would the headline would be one thing, and then I'd go read the article, and it was literally like they had the headline reversed of what the story would say. I'm like, fuck Dredge reported. So I stopped looking at them for a long time. But it's good for the show because they splash a bunch of stuff on there. It's like almost like notes for the show. You're like, right. oh. So uh, I did see this one. It says, scientists say they might have discovered the cause of Alzheimer's. It says, researchers in California focused on studying a protein called tau. That's T-A-U. T-A-U, tau. Mm-hmm. And how it's linked to brain buildup, a key indicator doctors look for when diagnosing Alzheimer's disease. You know, for a while, they were looking at like amyloids and stuff and they still think that the amyloids are causing the low carb people like like amy Berger does a lot of she wrote a book on this she's she's a delight she uh, interacts with us sometimes on uh, twitter Mm -hmm. she'll she'll answer (laughs) she's one of the few people that see my tweets apparently but she's wrote a whole book on this and she's uh, gives very interesting uh uh, talks on the whole subject and i actually tweeted her this to see if she would uh, do a, a video on this um uh this article but uh, they're looking at this tau protein, and apparently, just reading through it, just you know, you look it up and read it on there. Um, it's the University of California, Riverside, so it's UCR. So look it up to get more. But this tau protein apparently has a left-handed version and a right-handed version. And uh, apparently, when you get people get older, some of them like switch hands or something. And huh. this could be a bad thing. I don't know necessarily why they do, but down by a couple... Two thirds down to the article, I saw something interesting. It says, uh, "Let me see if I can find this." Yada da 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 da. Okay, now it says uh, if you try to put a right-handed glove on your left hand, it doesn't work too well. It's a similar problem in biology. Molecules don't work the way they're supposed to after a while because a left-hand glove can actually convert into a right-handed glove that just doesn't fit. It says, however, the human body has a solution through a process called autophagy autophagy (laughs) which that is when your cells start to eat the the waste that's being produced yeah it's sort of like when your body takes out the trash it's self-eating so it starts Mm -hmm. it starts to eat damaged cells and use them for fuel it's like a vacuum cleaner it's just cleaning up crap but you have to fast in order to access autophagy Yeah. yeah 
Right. It says, uh, so autophagy uh, clears spent or defective proteins from cells. And it says, unfortunately, as people age, autophagy slows down. Slows down? Do, does It is so hard for the average American to get into autophagy now. I don't know how, based on our diet now, how do you ever get into autophagy? How, how would you? How would you get to autophagy? Don't eat for a long time. <laughs> What's a long time? Three days? Five days? Um, ten days? You could, if you're already fat adapted... And you're already like low carb, and your body switches, and you can get into ketosis faster. Then you're talking maybe overnight. You could probably get into a little bit of autophagy, um, and that's good. You should have a little bit of that every day. But we don't we don't do that anymore. People, I don't think my daughters have ever been in autophagy. I mean, kids do get into it faster. Not just I don't mean autophagy. I mean I mean ketosis at least. Like children, um, if they're not right. eating cake all day, which Sadly, most a lot kids of them are. are. Yeah, most kids are. <laughs> but if they're eating okay, and maybe they didn't eat dinner, or mm-hmm. they just had like, uh, like um, a, a natural piece of food, which shocking, you know, for dinner, they might get into ketosis by the morning because they 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 do it quicker. And then spending a long time in ketosis, you know, spend the day, and then you'll get into some autophagy. But yeah, normally, you know, you do have to fast. If like the average American probably have to fast for two days coming off of. Because actually, more than two days, because you need to burn off all of the glycogen that's stored in your body. All right, uh, and glycogen being the fuel, the the you know the sugar uh, stored energy they'll put in the liver and muscle tissue. That takes like two days to get out to wring all that stuff out. So if you're already in ketosis, which a lot of carb, you know, a lot of low carb people are, you're gonna you know if you start fasting, you're gonna get into the ketosis, and you probably are, but you're gonna get to autophagy pretty quickly. Um, so. And of course, they're looking for drugs to mimic this instead of just telling people, "Hey, why don't you just right. don't eat sandwiches and pasta and sugar all day, and then maybe your brain will start working better." This is exactly what all the people have been saying. All the low carb people have been saying that it's probably something related to diet. Uh, yes, and it's and it's bathing your brain for decades in uh, high insulin is just baking it, and it's and and these things could just be a natural thing that happen in age, but our body normally. Would clean them up. Them. That's what I'm saying. Um, I think I've said this before. It sounds like I mean, you know, you'd listen like like tomorrow on Sunday. Listen to your AM stations, and they they'll have these trickster or these charlatans on there. But some new berry they discover it up in, in you know in some uh, in some native's ass in the Amazon. They, you know, and it's like oh, it, it, people start calling in. I have gout. Oh yeah, it'll cure gout. And this and thing. Oh, and I, I have a sty in my eye. Oh yes, it's good for styes too. So they're just selling. And doesn't matter what your ailment is. This uh-huh. new berry they pulled out of this guy's ass um, will fix it. So it's kind of what. It's it it, it ring it, it sounds like that when people are talking about how great a ketogenic diet can be because it cures all these different things. So that, that's not what it's doing. It's just making your body do what it does, which is repair itself. It just right. it just allows your body to go into its natural state of repairing, constantly repairing. It's amazing how good the body repairs itself. So, we're we're designed to self repair. We're designed to access. Yeah. A very um, vast amount of energy and resources for extended hunts, extended travel. Mm-hmm. You should be able to move 300 miles on the fat that's stored in a normal, Absolutely. thin person's body. Yeah. Uh, yes. When, when people ask me about uh, when I'm wearing sandals or when I'm barefoot or when I have my my zero drop shoes, they're saying, "Well, you know what? What kind of shoes are the best shoes for walking in the conferences?" And it's like, "Well, your feet are your best yeah, shoes. Your feet. <laughs> your feet are actually designed." For you to walk on. That's that's what they're made for, walking and running. Well, like there's there's so much that we take away from I'm not saying we should go live in the in the middle of the desert and live off the land, but we mm-hmm. I feel like societally we're out of balance a little bit with real food and and functioning in a way that is more natural for our bodies. That's why I have that stand-up desk over there. Yeah. Yeah. Because I stand up I'd say 90% of my work day I stand up mm-hmm. and sometimes I'll pull that little stool over and sit on that. It is intentionally an uncomfortable stool. <laughs> I don't mean a bathroom. Yeah, so you won't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean a the, it's it's uncomfortable. It will if I sit on that too long my uh it'll like pinch on my legs and they'll start mm-hmm. to hurt. It's like, "Oh, I better stand up some more." My only pushback on the walking barefoot thing is that we've to your point, we've put ourselves into artificial environments and it's not normal to walk on concrete, you know? So you might, because when, when would a human a hundred thousand years ago been walking on concrete, you know? Uh, no, maybe that, a, maybe that, a flat, dry, like a... No, r- sir, that's a false, that's a false argument. Or, really? What are mountains made of? 
Well, they're rocks, but they're uneven. Yes, they're they're granite. They're much harder than concrete. I mean, like flat. You know where you're you're constantly hitting a flat, really hard surface that's totally flat. Like rocks are different. I, I mean, you, if you're climbing, but you're, no, here, your body's having to do different movements. No, I disagree. Your legs are designed to absorb the shock. If you were walking around barefoot on the concrete, mm-hmm. you might walk incorrectly for a while. You might cause some pain, and then you would adapt your walking to absorb the shock for walking and running. Mm-hmm. And you could go up and down the strand all day, no problem, the only issue you might have is because there's some sand on there, it might rub and you might get a blister, mm-hmm. which has happened to me too, mm-hmm. because you don't have the skin's not as tough. But the actual biomechanics of your feet, your ankles, your knees, and your hips are designed to go on any surface. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're carrying mm-hmm. 150 extra pounds, there's going to be a lot of extra wear and tear on those parts. And you might not be as as mobile. Someone that has 150 extra pounds is not going to be as fluid moving around on their feet. They may have to take more frequent breaks. Mm-hmm. But you don't need special <laughs> shoes. You need yeah. to learn how to walk. <laughs> it's the same like you don't you don't need to go and go off and have a, a a mecca in the mountains in order to learn how to eat. You could just change your diet right now. Yeah, it's easy for me to say though while I. Eat cookies and donuts <laughs> during Hanukkah. I know, me too. It's bad. Uh, oh boy. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure I put on five, five, six pounds. Uh, oh yeah, nobody wants to hear fat guys talking about being fat. Mm-hmm. That's not very interesting. Yeah, I feel so much better when I don't eat that way. Oh my god. It really is about how you feel, though. And this, yeah. I like this conversation in the beef bunker because weight aside, I wake up and feel great. I walk into the classroom to teach, and I'm the one that brings all the energy. Mm. The students are usually the ones that are low energy and depressed and tired and have nothing to bring in. And my my energy will sometimes bring them mm. up and will end by the end of class. I'm still going. Yeah. And they're like, oh my God, I'm so tired now. It's yeah. been three and hours. Plus, they probably need a, uh, they need to have their carb lunch. They're like, I need a sandwich. So they're, they're getting hangry. I, 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 oh. I haven't gotten hangry in three years. Oh, yeah. yeah and, the, and I have more energy than my daughters, too, and they're 10 to 12. So. The, the students generally will go like run off to the 7-Eleven to get some chips or find the vending machine to get a candy bar mm-hmm. to keep themselves going. And it might be my imagination, but like when I'm at Walmart... <laughs> And you literally see people that are um, talking, getting back to some of this, uh, you know, where I was talking about how your body is getting pulverized by high insulin for decades. Mm-hmm. You will see people at Walmart that are, they literally would look like a monster to a human from 200,000 years ago. Like oh, a hunter yeah. gatherer. I mean, like, you've seen these people, they have edema, like they're, they're, they got huge cankles and sores and they're on the little carts. And you might see a dude who's six foot four. And weighs like three fifty, but he looks like a monster. He's he's sallow and has like just like big old jowls, and it's like discolored. They literally look like monsters. This and, is not what old people should look like. And people walk funny. They walk yes. in a way that makes them look like they're going to fall down and die. They waddle. That's what I was, that's why I brought that up. Is I when I'm at Costco or Walmart and walking, I see people my age. They're not. They don't walk like I do. Like I'm right. like a bullet, and I'm like fluid more and like mm-hmm. I don't have any aches and pains other than when I have that weird thing with my uh-huh. with my back occasionally which is not going to happen anymore if you listen to the chronic pain show um, but I think I move a little bit more fluid than most people that look like they're my age I think I, I just get that impression But okay speaking of the chronic pain I just want to call back yeah. to the chronic pain show we we talked about that at, at length and I and I, I think I mentioned to you well, I don't remember if I told this to you or not, but I was telling Dana how the alignment was out in our CRV one time. We were driving back from Seattle, and I, I didn't want to stop during the trip to get the alignment done, so I just sort of roughed it out, mm. and my wrist mm. started to hurt, like like a little carpal tunnel pain yeah. from that trip. And after I told um, my buddy about that, my wrist started to hurt, and I started stretching it. <laughs> and he he looked over. He's like, "Hey, you're starting to get that same pain." And I said, "You know, I am, but it's because I talked about it, and I'm having the the cars pulling just like it was then. Yeah. The pain just came automatically, yeah. not because there's any real reason to have the pain." Mm-hmm. And a few minutes later, it was gone. Yeah, <laughs> just yep. like that. Yep. Now pain it's is amazing. normal, 
but you, and yep. you actually had a, something happening there, so it was normal to feel that pain at that moment. And then, but when you when you stop doing the behavior, generally the body like fixes itself, and it certainly shouldn't happen weeks and weeks after it's throbbing chronically. Even if you hurt your back, I'm sorry, right. or anything, your neck, it should heal up in a couple of days, and it should go away. But there was no pain in my in my arm until I was telling my buddy yeah. about the pain I had yep. on the car trip before yep. when the alignment was also out. <laughs> And then, then it showed up, mm-hmm. and I started stretching it, and I was. It must have been twenty, thirty minutes, and he asked about it, and that's when I realized. I said, "Oh yeah, this, but this didn't happen until I told you about it." And as soon as I acknowledged that it was completely made up and just yeah, it, like came out of space, then it went away yeah. a few minutes later. So you no see boat out, and then you plus see boat out. Yep, oh, that's good. Interesting. And I, I was saying this before. Should we leave the beat bunker now? Are we going to go out? Of, are we done? If you, I, I thought we had a, an outro for it. I wasn't sure if my next topic was going to be part of the B-Punker. But, oh, but just no. in COVID, I was going to relate it to the nocebo. I said, don't tell people that they're going to have the most horrible cold symptoms, flu symptoms that they've ever had, because you will get that. Because they will, right? Yeah. They will have more. They will suffer more than, than they would if you didn't say anything, or if you just told them, yeah, it's pretty mild. Mm-hmm. Just fucking tell people it's going to be mild. Well, I was ta- I was talking about the about this show about the podcast with some people that don't really follow podcasting, and I was trying to explain that we're Weirdos. talking about men's topics, yeah. health related issues, things that we don't hear about, we don't find on other shows. They're not addressed in the media. They're not addressed on other podcasts. We have to coalesce this information and talk about it so that our audience for booze and comment is is pretty focused. We're not just complaining about our back aches. Yeah. <laughs> got solutions for back aches. We got we got solutions. Yeah. And I I don't have an outro for, for the beef oh, bunker okay. cuz I usually go into another thing mm-hmm. after that and just play that. Okay. Well, but if you want to go remember. back to current events, I know you have a couple things you want to talk <clears> about. <throat> you know, um before we get into some of those events, I wanted to say that I read a review. Actually, I've seen a few reviews. I read one of them of uh, Steven Spielberg's new version of uh, West Side Story. And it is getting like shockingly amazing reviews. People are saying this is like his best movie and they're fans of him. And and Spielberg's, you know, no slouch. He's made some really great movies that are iconic and they're saying this one's like just as good. And it's like, it seems like he was, even though, yeah, it seems like he was born to to direct E.T. and he was born to direct Jaws and he's also born to direct this one apparently. They're like, it's so freaking good. And they've improved everything that was clunky about the old movie, which is great. Right. And they say he's fixed the old movie. It's better than the the first version. It's it's phenomenal. So I can't wait to see that. So so E.T. for me, that was the, that came out when I was a kid. I think it was 85. I think I was 10. Mm. And all I wanted for my birthday that year was to go see the movie E.T. in the theater. Mm-hmm. And I got yeah. to see it twice in cool. the movie theater. That's the first movie I remember saying, I want to see this in the movie theater, mm-hmm. not just wait for it to come out on VHS tape. Yeah, cool. So that was a seminal movie for me. Spielberg's been in my uh, yeah. in my movie genre. So Now, West Side Story, though, that's not a movie. Is it? I thought it was a musical. It's a musical, but it also has dramatic scenes in it. You know, right? It's um, the two youngsters from rival New York gangs fall in love, yeah, it's Romeo like, and Juliet. Juliet right. But <clears throat> tensions between their respective friends build towards tragedy. Yeah. So what's he doing different? I think he's just retelling it. He's even using the Sondheim music. He's using the old music. He's using the choreography. I think, but something he's added to it. They're saying, "Holy shit!" He's just like elevated this whole thing into supernatural, <laughs> supernaturally good status. So hopefully, it'll deliver. I'm going to go see it pretty soon. So yeah, that's going to be in weekend. the theater. I think it is the yeah. I think it is actually this weekend. I oh, think it might be out there. You you might recognize some of the stuff, like uh, if I pull a couple cl- seconds out of this. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. You might, you mm-hmm. might know that. I guess. I don't know if I've ever seen the whole thing. I just know, you know a couple of the songs, and I, I could never get through it. But um, because um, for I don't know why that I've tried. I think I just didn't like. I think some of the dramatic scenes were just kind of clunky or something, mm. and I or I didn't like the songs as much. But I'm going to see this version because they say he's okay. knocked it out of the park. So have you seen Ghostbusters yet? No. Damn it. I, I tried to 
I thought Ghostbusters was going to be on streaming, so I made a big deal to mm. so we could you know all watch and bring the friends over and everybody watch Ghostbusters or maybe even get the projector and do it outside. No, you can't mm. stream it yet. Yeah, not yet. It's only in the theaters. theaters right now. Yeah. Which I think is good for them to make money, but it's bad for me because I haven't had time to go see it yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I have trouble finding a few hours to go to a movie. Yeah, it's a bummer, but I love movies, so we we got to we got to find more time. Yeah, <laughs> we got to make time. Yeah, you don't time. find time. I you like make to it. go. To the I actually, I'm thinking tomorrow going to see the uh, football a football game on the uh, AMC because the, the the drive or the the dine in Fullerton uh, over here near us has a. Like the, you can watch a football game on the big screen and eat your food there. So that's kind of fun. Okay. My, my Steelers fan friend is not in town, so I'm, I guess I won't go. Because uh, I was going to lure him in with the because he's a Steelers guy. Um, well, I, I can't wait to hear the report next show about the um, West Side Story. Yeah, hopefully I'll catch it and let you know. Um, do you have anything else specific? Because I, I, there was something on Facebook that you missed that a friend of ours had posted. Yeah, I totally missed that. I want to go back and, <laughs> and find out about it. Tell me. Tell my, me. my wife was reading it, and she was like, oh, boy. Um, and it was just a very, uh, this person was, uh, um, they did their own research, you know, and they've come to the conclusion that, you know, the, the vaccines are way to go, and his kids had gotten it. I don't know if the younger one did, but if they're, is it? Can you get it if you're uh, really five, young? Five, five and up. That's emergency use authorization. So I think they yeah. both did. He's very proud. And how well, you, you can't get the approved vaccine in the United States. It's only in Germany. The one that's approved is not here. Hmm. Interesting. But 74, well, because if it was approved, you would only be able to get that one. You wouldn't be. You wouldn't have a choice. You'd only be able to hmm. get the, I forget, I even forget what it's called, the one that's approved. I don't know. I'm sure he knows that, you know, because he's up on he did, oh, probably. His, he did all his own research. <laughs> but 74% of Americans, five and up, have at least one shot of the vaccine as of last week. Okay, aren't we in pretty much territory where the rest of those people have probably gotten it? And there's this, we're going to be, I think we're going to be over the hill with the Omicron thing, which seems that this is the new variant so far. Maybe it's the thing that's going to relegate COVID into the just the head cold annoying head cold thing right. anyway but that's you know I, I wanted to respond to this person i like this okay. guy actually so I, like, I like i like hanging out with him but mm-hmm. but the wife was like don't respond on there just be doing it in person if you want i'm like oh, okay <clears throat> but you know he was saying how much braver his kids are than or, or smarter than the you know, half of the country who doesn't want to get the, these shots and i'm like well there's <sighs> your first point because yeah. statistically it's not half the country it's only about 15% of all people yeah, age right. five and up don't have it. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. So which half is he talking about? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. Um, but he, he never mentioned people who'd gotten COVID and now are over it. That didn't even come up in his fucking screed, I don't think. I'm sorry. <laughs> but no, well, that's he, a major... He's not going to read that portion. research. No, 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 no that research's not, a, he's not important. He's all in for the government misinformation instead of the non-government experts' misinformation, which is everything we know about it's kind of misinformation. Nobody really fucking knows. We do know that the death rate is... One sixtieth that of something like smallpox, which makes me go, why? Why are we fucking talking about this still after two right. years? If it was smallpox, I'd be in for the mandate. Yes, everybody right. get this fucking shot, but it's not. It's we, not. We don't. <laughs> can we move on? At, well, as of last week, when I was trying to follow this the best I can, I didn't hear any high report death rate on the latest variant from anywhere, from Africa, from anywhere. Yeah, there's nothing yet. It's it's very new, but. Uh, Supposedly, uh, every report now is saying very mild, no, no even hospitalizations, which is pretty good so far. Hopefully, it'll, good. hopefully it'll stay that way. I want to see this fucking thing go away. But no, I it's the, not going to go away. I mean, We're, go away in terms of like killing people because it does kill people more than normal. I, I, you know, I, well, I know. Well, it did. Guys, it yes, definitely did very, last very, very much. Um, but still, ultimately, not not high enough to warrant our retarded reaction which is fucking just flushed the economy down the toilet of the entire world so that was stupid um well and the reason you go ahead if if the uh, reaction of flushing the economy down the toilet was in order to combat the virus then our actions would be disproportionate to what we're facing mm-hmm. if in fact <laughs> all the measures that we've taken to ruin the american economy and most of the global economy was for some other purpose <laughs> that's not related to the virus, then it may be what the intended results are. Possibly, yeah. Like in order to get rid of the president that they didn't like, this, you know, that might be one thing. That was well played. <laughs> and 
Well, it's pretty clear in retrospect that it was COVID is the reason Trump wasn't reelected. Yeah, I would say so. And yeah, well-placed uh, fake news stories too. Well, there, we had all kinds of, of various information. And uh, of course, the president didn't do himself any favors by going on and, and trying to share whatever current research there was, whether it was correct or incorrect, it all sounded crazy when he talked about it. <laughs> it all got taken out of context when he talked about it. And yeah. if he had just shut up yeah, uh, yeah. and said, here, my health ac- experts are going to speak and we're going to get through this, then he would still be the president now. Probably would, yeah. But he, uh, I feel pretty confident that he would have won if he hadn't been so stupid about the COVID response. And that's easy to say in retrospect because you had no idea what was going on then. Mm-hmm. But now we have the the new president who is also pretty stupid about his COVID response mm-hmm. and everybody's starting to hate this guy. So yeah. it's it, when you put um I, I'm always going to err with the government when they're on the side of uh of um incompetence rather than diabolical scheming. So right. What we kind of did was we put I don't know if I talked about this before. Hopefully I'm not repeating too much, but Putting the CDC in charge of this stuff is kind of like, like let me let me ask you this: like, let's say you go to a government website to get advice on like driving and you know cars and stuff, car mm-hmm. safety. Now, let's say you want to go out, you go, oh, I wanted to put my car in the driveway, and you go out to put your car in the driveway. Do you put your seatbelt on, Sable? If you're just going to move your car from this front of your house to the driveway, no, no, probably don't. not. What do you think the website would say about that, Sable? Oh, you should always wear your always seat belt. wear your seatbelt. This is who we fucking put in charge of COVID is these type of people. And also, like, you're a Jewish fella. Uh, we have candles going in our house on Hanukkah. Do you, do you always, are you always monitoring those candles, Sable? Or do sometimes do you wander into another room for a few minutes? Yeah, I might just wander. You might the just other wander. Room. What do you think a website on fire safety and the government would say about that? Extinguish the candles before you leave and then light them when you come back again. It's like, no one's going to fucking do that. No. This is who we put in charge of the fucking COVID responses, these people. Well, I don't know about you, but I didn't know anything about the CDC before this pandemic. Nobody did. Nobody cared. Nobody really paid much (laughs) attention to it because we expected them to be there when it was something really important. We heard about the CDC when there was Zika. We heard about the CDC Mm -hmm. with MERS. We heard from the CDC over SARS-CoV-1 when they came out with a vaccine that killed people and they immediately pulled it. Um, that's the only yeah. time we've heard about the CDC, but now everybody, we know everything about the CDC. We know all the infighting. We know all the stories. And really the CDC is a vaccine company. They're, <laughs> most of their budget is spent on purchasing and distributing vaccines. That's really what they're doing. It's billions and billions oh of God. dollars. <clears throat> yeah. So, And what do you expect a vaccine company to do when you pose them with a problem? Yeah, they're they're a hammer and we're a nail. Exactly, so. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, like I, I I use I program my computer in Python. When I have a computer program, when I have a computer problem, I will probably solve it with Python. If that's not as my first tool, and then I have a few other tools depending on what the best thing is, but I'm never going to go learn a brand new language to solve a new problem mm-hmm. unless I really can't do it with the tools I have available. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can go to CDC also to find out how to eat, and they will tell you uh, they have the MyPlate thing on there, which which if you follow that, look forward to getting your diabetes drug metformin and, and your fucking uh, tau proteins that get the wrong fucking <laughs> hand on the wrong foot or whatever we were talking about earlier. Oh, and man. Get, get ready for your uh, medicine, and you'll spend the last 10 years of your life being sick and getting surgeries and being, uh, yeah, that's, that's how they tell you to eat on the fucking CDC website. So. Hey, so what do you think about this new um, Tesla SUV? Uh, it's not self-driving. I, oh, oh, it's self-murdering. Yeah, self-murdering. Mode. Oh, wait, yeah. that's not te- from Tesla? No, it's not. No, oh, no. man. I was telling my daughter about this. I, I was uh, uh, my older daughter. I said, this is the world you live in now. Uh, fill in the blank name of girl. Let's call her Sally. I said, Sally, this is the world you're growing up in now. You'll see the mainstream media will, will uh, take the story of uh, a, a white guy because he's not a leftist, so he's mm-hmm. and public enemy number one, male. Uh, actually, just anybody who's not on the left is public enemy number one, but especially okay. a white male. 
they attribute every bad thing they possibly can and make up shit, like Kyle Rittenhouse, to yep. say he crossed state lines with the intention of murdering people at a Black Lives Matter rally, which implies that he's shooting black people indiscriminately. They, they wanted you to think all that stuff about right. None they, of which was true, of course. But after the verdict, then you have a black guy drives his SUV d- deliberately into a crowd of white people at a Christmas party, at Christmas parade, or mm-hmm. whatever it was. And the headlines on the same news sites are, SUV plows into crowd. <laughs> right. I'm like, oh my gosh, did it, did someone lose control or did the parking brake get uh, loosened? And what happened? No, it was, no. Uh, it was an intentional vehicular manslaughter. He, yeah. This guy, so full of hate, intentionally went and murdered people. Yeah, kids. Ran them over. Kids, uh, old people, ladies, guys, every just indiscriminately. It's and, the worst. And they fucking cover for him in the in the um on CNN and everything. Like the retarded fucking headlines. It's like Sally, this is where this is the world you're in. Don't do not believe any news story you see, especially if there's some if it's politically charged at all. Mm-hmm. Assume it's false. <laughs> Just assume it's false, and then maybe over the next well, and and look see if you can find people arguing about it on both sides, and then make up your mind about this. Well, and it's not just because the this murderer, and he's clearly a murderer. We don't have to even couch that. It's not just because he's black. If you look at um, at Baldwin, Baldwin pointed a gun and killed someone and he said i didn't pull the trigger oh well look how emotional and and upset he is when he says it he must not have pulled the trigger somehow the gun went off he Mm. said it's not his responsibility to check the gun (laughs) like that doesn't that's not true the opposite of what's true it's your responsibility is to check the gun yeah Yeah. if you have a gun in your hand it's your responsibility yeah it is. Sorry, and, Mr. Baldwin. And the and the story is just like that. And part of it, I think, is um, there was an event on November 29th, and this was a conversation with Dr. Maisha Cherry. Now, what kind of woman do you think Maisha Cherry is? Maisha Cherry. Sounds kind of hot, but uh, uh, Maisha, maybe a black gal? Okay. She had a comment. She's probably... Um, She's an assistant professor of philosophy at the University of California, Riverside. Hmm. She is an author and a social justice activist. Oh. Now, do you oh, want to know what her book is called <laughs> and uh, what yes. her talk is on? Yeah, I do. It's called The Case for Rage. Oh. Why anger is essential to anti-racist struggle. Mm, okay. This is where our very extreme, very far left people are coming from, mm-hmm. and it's it's not healthy for the rest of us. Now, if people want to get themselves worked up in a froth and kill themselves, literally kill themselves, this is causing stress and heart attacks and heart disease and ulcers and all kinds of problems go with this constant anger. Yeah. These these people need. They need psychological help to get over this anger and this rage. But this is what they're pushing. The problem is that goes that rage filters down to these poor schleps that can't deal with it, and then they go and kill someone. Yep, and then people like this uh, this professor here will say it will will not blame them. Oh, it's it's Kyle Rittenhouse's fault, really. Is that's because that's what he was. That's why he was so enraged. And if Kyle Rittenhouse would have gotten, um, you know, convicted as we all know he should, this is like the the whole right. leftist. Um, what's the thing I say about the uh, the visions? The what's the two visions? <laughs> the unrestrained, unconstrained vision is they see everything in terms of well. Even Stephen, what's his name? Uh, Stephen Colbert said that. Well, if every if, if it wasn't against the if the, whatever he did wasn't against the law, it should be. So they just think this is the, it, he. If he's not in jail, he should be in jail. If right. he wasn't found guilty, well, he should be found guilty. So they're just going to treat him as he is guilty, which which they do now. Right. Well, the driver of the SUV that's Daryl Brooks. Yeah, and he is to be not treated. Uh, as a right? guilty person, he he is all already already has a long criminal history, yeah. and he had been posting racist, violent comments on social media before he did this. Mm-hmm. So he is a violent racist. This is what I consider domestic terrorism from this guy. Yeah, sure. And 
And this kind of rage and anger, it's bleeding off into the cities now. You know that uh, many types of crime are up 50 to 100% in L.A. County, right down the street from us. Yep. And I stopped going there. They, uh, of course, they're kind of scratching their head as to why the... um, I'm pulling up an article here because I copied and pasted it into my Google Docs here. Oh, okay. I was wondering why you were stalling. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was an article. I think it was in the LA Times. Just going over all the um, big spikes in violent crime, people just uh, brazenly breaking into people's houses now in the middle of the daytime. Mm -hmm. And that record executive got, or was he a record executive? His wife was killed. Oh, God. In a home invasion? Yeah. Yeah. Nice old black lady. She gets fucking killed in her own house. By some scumbags. Um, well, people were being followed home and then yeah. robbed right now. Celebrities. Yeah. Um, and we got just retards in charge of like this Gascon guy, uh, County. Gascon, who... who George has, Gascon. He has decided that um, it's, it's a racist practice to have a cash bail set so that if you uh, kill somebody but you have to wait for trial. You can't raise $10,000 to get out and go back home and work. So you just get out for free. And these are the same people that are committing crimes, being released, committing more crimes, and being released. Yep, stupid idea. Um, we'll see how much further California will put up with it. They seem to put up with a lot. Like They're just totally cool with a lot of it. Um, did you know that the um, <laughs> a name in here was kind of funny? Um, they're talking about Garcetti and the sheriff. His name's like Michael Moore or something. <laughs> no, you're talking about Villanueva. No, there's the a, Los there, Angeles County Sheriff. Yeah, but there's another oh, uh, L.A. Police Department Chief Michael Moore. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's the department chief. But yeah, Garcetti. He's just got his his permanent concerned look on his face with everything. And um, there's a funny thing in here I wanted to bring up about. Uh, this woman named Melina Abdullah. Um, she was talking about, they're trying to move us backward. I don't know who she's talking about. Um, I think she's a Black Lives Matter yeah, activist. Yeah. Um, uh, there's just some talk about, gee, maybe we should go, maybe we should try to keep violent criminals in jail longer. <laughs> but she popped off saying something, but they're trying to move us backward, said Melina Abdullah, co founder of Black Lives Matter Los Angeles. We don't want to move backward, we want to move forward said Melina in a absolute word salad that makes no sense. but I guess that means she wants her house to be robbed. I don't want any harm to come to her, but yeah. if armed men come into your house, that's a home invasion. Yeah, Abdullah, yeah. But, Abdullah called Avant's killing horrific and appalling and said Black Lives Matter mourns with her family, but she said officials must not be allowed to use Avant's death or recent property crime to push for more policing cash bail or other tough on crime measures. And then she says, we need to think about what kind of economic desperation actually creates uh, property crime and how do we get people out of that state? How do we create livable wage jobs? How do we create affordable housing? It's called fucking capitalism, you stupid bitch. She's a communist. (laughs) She's a communist, right. And this is uh, actually the the shit you just said. The only thing I know of how to create that is capitalism and free Mm -hmm. markets. That's what you're against, you stupid, you stupid bitch. Oh, my God. Uh, make sure you tweet that to her. Now, <laughs> not everyone in L.A. is taking this and lying down. They're not just spreading their legs and going with it. Yeah, yeah. Which, in the right circumstance, spreading your legs and going with it is perfectly fine. Mm. But L.A. County in general is not doing that. And I'm going to tell you, there's a couple a couple things that we got to keep note of. Number one, guns. The L.A. County Sheriff, they're, they're kicking ass, by the way. Those guys are awesome. They've, they've decided to allow... LA County residents to finally, after many, many years, get a concealed weapon permit. Oh, really? All of the all of the training areas, all of the classes that train for concealed weapons training everywhere are full. Wow. People in LA are getting their permits and getting training like they've never been before. <laughs> Every all of them. They're all they're getting training, they're buying guns. They're because they're not safe, because they're getting robbed, they're not feeling yeah. safe, and they don't want to be victims. The L.A. County Sheriff, so in addition to opening up the permit process for the first time, because it used to be five years ago, you could be under a specific threat of death. You could have a restraining order against a person 
that you're afraid of them coming and killing you and your family, and they still would not let you carry a weapon to protect yourself. Wow. They'd say, just call the police. Yeah. <laughs> but now the sheriff's department, um, so they're not going with the COVID um, vaccine mandate because I think last time I read the statistic was about 30% of the sheriff's department was not going to comply, which means they would have they would just lose all of those um, officers. They would just be fired if they enact the mandate. Good. All they're doing is running around hunting black people. But they have to. Told. They have to maintain the testing still. Yeah. So the testing protocol, the company that the LA city is using, is just sending all of the genetic information back to a company in China, and the hmm. LA county sheriff, working with the FBI, has said, you know what, we're not going to send all of our officers' genetic data back to China. We're not going to use this company. Hmm. So good for them. Yes. Good for you, Villanueva. That letter's been circulating that Villanueva sent. Cool, good. And the FBI, you know, they are, uh, they're on it. They tracked this company down and said, you know, you might not want to use them. They're selling your DNA to China. Yeah. And they're blatant about it. And some people, LA County, don't care. So yep. don't get a COVID test in LA County. Just mm. don't go there and do it. I'm not planning on it. Never have. I have been sick a few times, and I didn't bother getting tested for anything. So, because I grew up in a time when you had a cold, you just had a cold. You didn't run to the doctor and go, "Which kind of virus is making me sick, sir?" And then, and then, so I could tell everybody, and then they could make me stay home for ten days. Like, well, no. to be fair, last year the virus that was making people sick was lab generated and True. was beyond anything that most people could handle. Now. Like a like a good lab created virus, it's losing its efficacy, and it's going to be down to just the regular regular old cold. Yep, hopefully that will be the case, and Omicron will be turn out to be that. That would be you, nice. You putting away your iPad? You all done? Yeah, I'm just kind of wiping off the um, the smudges that are oh, okay. On it. But I think I am done, my actually. But oh, you ready to play some Three yeah. Degrees to That's Racist? Yeah. All right. Takes a random. Hey, it went all the way back to the. To the middle of that. Here we go. What? Let's try that again, Dave. Okay. You've heard of Six Degrees to Kevin Bacon. Well, it's time to play Three Degrees to That's Racist, where Dave takes a random word or phrase and has three connections to make that word or phrase racist. Let's see if Dave can match the skills of Democrats and play Three Degrees to That's Racist. That's racist. I love that intro. Oh, thank the you Babylon very much. The Babylon Bee, by the way, uh, they were doing something similar to this, but they were actually finding real stories that were just super crazy and how they were contorting it into races. But it was actual stories that, and it was very funny. But mine is where I'm just, I'm just jumping in, trying to see if I could do it as good as the experts like Nancy Pelosi. You know? Okay. Well, here we go. Our first up is help a brother out. Help a brother out. This is the phrase, help a brother out. Help a brother out. This is from current headlines, what's in Drudge and Revolver and Google News and Yahoo from this week. This was a theme, help a brother out. Huh. I don't know um, what that's referring to. Um, but um, if I was a, like a sociology professor, no, if I'm the Democrat trying to prey upon, which is what they're doing, uh, I would probably say you're um, help a brother out. B it's brother, brother, brother not brother. brother. Okay, <laughs> um, which means your sibling. Yeah, yeah. Um, help a brother. Help. Uh. Okay, I'm gonna have to get some uh, sound effects. That maybe yeah, a, maybe, a big, maybe a big maybe a big. I think about Cuomo. You know, <laughs> it was about Cuomo. It was about Cuomo. It yeah. was about Cuomo. It was throwing me off a little bit because they're Italian, and I'm like, because oh, they're brothers, gonna... right? So of course, <laughs> one brother can use his extreme power to help investigate the accusers of the other brother. Yeah, when oh, you're right. on the same side, mm -hmm. and even when you get publicly outed for breaking the law and abusing your power. You still just get suspended. Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised at all if they're brothers; they'd be helping each other out on this. And you know, I'm, I'm I would too if I was 
find my, my brother was in trouble in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and maybe he should be punished if he was doing something bad. So I don't know. I didn't look into that story too much. Okay. Home invasion. Home invasion. <laughs> well, um, the um, so many implications in home invasion because it's uh, it's going to be a robbery and. Um, uh, when uh, you say home invasion, the average person is going to think a black person is breaking into your home because they're the ones out there committing all the crimes. So saying home invasion is just uh, is just racist. It's just racist. Yeah. Now, for the record, a home invasion means the person robbing you has a weapon and you're home. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so Otherwise, robbed, it's just a burglary. Not burglarized, right? Right. Yeah. And that's the worst because that's when people get yeah. Get killed. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Very timely topic here. Hmm. A French press. A French press. Um, hmm. <laughs> well, it's very symbolic because you're in the process of making a coffee, you're pressing down <laughs> on um, uh, something that is dark in color, brown or black even. So it's very, it's very, oppressive what you're doing so <laughs> wow. french oppression i did not even that didn't even occur to me wow that was a good yeah. one and then on top of that i'm just going to go another direction too on top of that which i already think i got to there because you're oppressing the the brown um the ground metaphorically you're pressing you're pressing brown people when you're doing because you're pressing down on them and you know mostly white people are going to be using french presses so it's going to even look worse <laughs> So yeah, I don't think as many black people are going to be using French presses because it's kind of a hoity-toity white person thing. Hmm. Interesting. So, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Next one. <laughs> Omicron, not G. <laughs> oh, that's a tough one. Yeah. They skipped over the uh, lettering to, so they wouldn't have to name it after the true originator of the virus, which would be President Xi of China, right? Mm-hmm. So they skipped over uh, that letter to go to... to uh, I'm not even sure what the letters are. The the Greek, uh, whatever. Is this the fourth or fifth or sixth or eighth? Whatever. Number? It doesn't matter. So Omicron, I don't know how I'm going to relate this to um They skipped races. over Z, um, and Z's Chinese. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I was just going to... Yep. Helping you out. Yep, you're right, yep. It's lifeline. Um, yeah, so... Um, hmm. Because they... I don't think I'm going to get there on this one in three steps. <laughs> um all right, I'll tell you what I had in mind. Yeah, what do you have in mind? So they had to skip over Xi because Xi owns the NBA, and the NBA is supporting Ooh. the rich black people. <laughs> okay, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, um, they did him a favor, though, didn't they? By the, skipping over, I don't know. The NBA? Yeah, skipping over Xi. It's like they're... Um, well, the, the real reason is that the... That we should play Chinese... some of the silence out at the end. No, nah, that's no, fine. The Chinese Communist Party is the primary yeah. contributor to the World Health Organization. Mm. So the Chinese the Communist Party owns the World Health Organization, and they do what they say. And in the communist regime, you don't speak bad about the government. Mm-hmm. So right. the reason is because they own the World Health Organization, they had to skip the letter. Mm-hmm. But I think it's funnier because the Chinese government owns the NBA. Yeah, that was a good connection. I like that. <laughs> I figured you'd go right there because yeah, you're such a basketball Xi player. Has, yeah, right. Xi, has, uh, not a player at all, but <laughs> I do oh, like watching. Okay. But Xi, yeah, he does have more. He's more of a president of the NBA than what's his name, who's the actual president of the mm-hmm. NBA because they all take their... LeBron won't say anything bad about China. Nope. And, nope. the, and you know, if they say anything, they immediately take it back publicly. Yes. And I wonder if LeBron has actually maybe used any of the organs that they're harvesting from the Uyghur Muslims. Oh. Maybe maybe that's why he doesn't want to say anything. Maybe he has, he's got like a like a Muslim heart from a Uyghur. Oh, interesting. Huh. Or maybe like a like a ankle joint or something because <laughs> one of his... I don't know. I don't know. You got any more? Yeah, I got one more. Oh, okay. Last one I, for I'm, you. I'm, I'm blowing chunks so far on this one. I got like one out of three or four. Yeah, def- you definitely play this better drunk. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Here's your last one for today for you to completely fail on. Okay. Sex trafficking. Sex trafficking. Oh, boy. Um, try not to go the obvious route on uh, that uh, the um, women who are 
victimized by this are going to be disproportionately women of color. That's probably true, but it's too obvious. But I think I'm going to have to just go with that because it's the first thing that came into my mind. Okay. My mind. All right. You're there. Also, I, by the way, if, if you're going to be stuck in traffic, what better traffic to be <laughs> the, stuck in? There you go. That's a good one. I like that. All right, Dave, you want to you wanna wrap this up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. It's going to be a good thanks show. Thanks for the coffee, and uh, I don't know what we're going to do uh, the rest of the day here, but uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And, well, I, got, uh, I got some uh, Hanukkah, some dinner to make, and some yeah. gaming. So Cool. Sounds In fun. fact, it might be uh, cocktail time for me right after this show. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get out of here. All right, thanks, everybody.